It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John, and I know we've been a little delayed. John was moving, things were going on, but we're finally ready to tackle the last two episodes of The Best is Yet to Come. A truly harrowing 45 (laughs) minutes of Adventures in Odyssey. Wasn't that bad. Well, true, but so I guess let's start with part three, the uh, we have to break the news to everybody episode. I I was completely right. Jules was furious, although I do think Buck made a very good argument. Right. It is a very good argument. Like, I think the writers don't want you to think Jules is right at all, which she isn't. Not trying to say she is. I think the Connie thing is interesting. Yeah, I was about to say, so that that, that was my one thing. It feels out of character for Connie at any point we knew her in the show. Well, okay. I don't think the writers are setting this up necessarily, but I think it's possible they're setting up something with Connie and maturity. And I say that because there was the whole like donating money episode where she had this kind of immature, weird reaction. And she kind of had something similar here. Right, but I think the difference is in the donating money episode, although Connie is not be doing the right, right thing, what's his, what's his name? Wilson and Pamela do kind of corner her and throw her under the bus. Well, it kind of happens here, too, a little bit. Yes, but Connie at least completely did the wrong thing. Like, she didn't tell Jay to go blackmail those kids. She clearly didn't know what was happening. Yeah, that's fair. But I... Unless the whole thing was set up so that she talks to Wit and they kind of have that Wit is sad about it at the end of episode four. But otherwise, it's kind of a weird, like, dramatic character thing to do if you're not going to bring it up. Because they have the whole thing where she goes to Wit. It's like, how are you able to do this? So maybe they're setting up an arc with her, which is kind of what we've wanted. And that might be, I'm like putting that onto this, but who knows? I mean, it, it is notable that like Connie's last big arc was kind of her mom dying. And then we s- sat on that for five years, not in a bad way, just to point out, then she's kind of becoming more of a motherly figure to Jules. But it, like you said in an earlier episode, their relationship has no joy in it. It's like Connie is there just to kind of tell Jules what not to do. And Jules, in a weird way, has grown more as a character than Connie has. Yeah, and that's the thing. I just I just need some of this like uh Connie growth that I thought we were all we were all like, oh, Connie's mom died, she's now like kind of raising her half sister. Absolutely. And it just a lot of stuff has happened that have taken priority. And yeah, so, so no, I, I think and we'll get back to this at the very end. I think there's a very good setup for Connie going forward. Yeah. But uh let's talk about kind of Jules pulling a Connie at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Running to California. 
you know, Connie did at one point. So I like to think there was this scene we didn't get to see where Connie in the back of her head is, well, I did this at one point in my life, so I should let Jules do it. Yeah, I agree. Like, I almost... You probably could have added, made this like a five-part episode. I was about to say, I wonder if why a couple of these subplots feel underbaked is we're either coming back to them later or they had so much content they had to cut around it. Like, I do think there could have been a lot of Connie and Jules character development, but it is essentially the episode is looking at Eugene and then Buck and Jules. Those are the main characters of this episode. Yes, and I will say, and you know, you I appreciate they keep Eugene smart, and he almost immediately realizes Connie is the one who tried to sabotage this. Yeah. So, and although I am kind of like, you know, I, I that's a little out of character for Connie in a lot of ways, I do appreciate it kind of sets up this subtle message that sometimes where God is calling you is more important than, not, not more important, but like, I think sometimes a lot in a lot of shows like this, it ends with, oh, we're not moving. God wants us to stay here. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, we're not moving because of our friends or something, which again, they do consider it about Buck and Buck comes clean to them at the end of part two, which I really appreciated. And the episode ends with Jules on a plane sitting next to Ted Humphreys. You know, it's such an, they were like, oh, who could have, like, who could show Jules the news about what Buck did? Well, and yes, but when I heard part three on its own before part four, I was like, why wasn't that Bernard? I agree. That's what was weird, right? Yes, and we'll get to that when we get to part four, but. it would. I feel like it, I was surprised with the Ted Humphreys thing. They were just like, well, Ted's part of the news, so they could do a new story about it. But I also thought if they really wanted to add some humor to it, Ted Humphrey should have gone with her and it's like like romance on the run and like try to do like a little story and like record they didn't need to do that it's just weird it's weird to bring Ted Humphreys in like that I do kind of agree it was an interesting decision I did also love at the top of the episode when they have to break the news to Wit and Connie and Eugene tries to soften the blow in his own Eugene way by saying well see Connie you're not the last person to know this time that was a pretty good callback. I think a lot of this works. I think everyone reacts pretty normally. I agree. Minus the Connie thing, so which is a big chunk of the episode now that I'm thinking about it. So, all right. In that case, I need to remember, does this episode this episode ends with Buck playing the playing the guitar in their yard, right? I think so, yeah. Cuz then you have the reveal that she went to the airport. And then the next episode immediately starts with like her her telling Ted and Ted being like, oh, this thing happened. Okay, so I want to quickly cover the Buck scene. I assumed, like, something was going to go horribly, horribly wrong there because they talk about the Meltzers having a hard time selling their house. So I truly thought what was going to happen was the fireworks were going to burn down Connie's house and she was going to take <laughs> Eugene's old house and it was a whole thing about God setting everything <laughs> up. I mean, that'd be, that'd funny. be funny. So... Especially in part four, which I guess we'll kind of cycle into, when Ted talks about something, some disruptance happening on the news, I thought, oh, he did burn down Connie's house. Yeah. yeah. Or he like, and I know he like burned a tree or something, but so I, I feel like this episode basically has two parts and really I kind of appreciate them for not double. The only downside to this being a five parter, if they had done that would have been, I don't know if part, if like a whole part being the goodbye party would have worked. I'm not saying they would have done that. I just see a scenario where, like, the whole 21 minutes is these characters coming in, saying goodbye to Eugene, having a tearful moment. So 
let's talk about the goodbye party because I think there's a lot of interesting things here, including one thing that they really shouldn't have spoiled. Let's start with that. I think it's the most meaty thing to talk about. The Bernard thing. It's so clearly meant to be a surprise. Like, it's clearly written to be like, Bernard! Right, and they like, put him on the, the album audience. cover. They've been teasing it on the podcast. And it's sweet. What he does, the poem thing is sweet. But it's not really long enough to justify... To justify him being teased, uh, that that's what we're saying. Not that he shouldn't have been in the episode. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Now, here's the question. Have they said if they're going to use him again? They have not. And here's the thing. On the wiki, it's listed as Dave Madden, who voiced him originally. But Weird. I'm going to assume they found a sound-alike. Well, isn't that the whole thing they were teasing? Like they found like a really good sound-alike? But yeah, so... It's listed that way on the episode wiki page. On Dave Madden's wiki page, he's not on there. So I'm assuming they got some sound alike. And right, it would not surprise me if one of the club episodes next year is like Bernard and Jephthah or something. So Yeah, like that's I think the only way you can justify teasing it as much as they were. Because I think Eugene's going away would have gotten fans interested. Like the fans that are still following Odyssey interested enough. Even what they could have done is they could have like had someone's face obscured by a balloon falling from the ceiling. Like, oh, somebody's coming. That's what's even weirder, right? Because you could have had a great reveal that Bernard is the one sitting next to Jules, as you were saying. Right. On the flight. But then why is Bernard flying out of Odyssey? Well, he's flying out of, like, a... Did they say it was O'Hare? I think so, yes. I can't remember for sure. Uh, But it was some airport near Odyssey. It could be that they forgot to tell Bernard... Like, or he didn't get the message or something. And so then it's the two of them trying to get there. And it's like a real, like, they're like, Jules Bernard? You know, like something like that. Well, I could see Jules and Bernard having never met each other. Oh, a hundred. I, I doubt it. I mean, if you take the comic as some canon, he's like not working in Odyssey anymore. So yeah, it, it, it unless Bernard is coming back... I think it was very disappointing, his part in this episode. Because it's all meant supposed to be a surprise. Like, like, like 50% of it's surprise. And if he's not coming back, why tease him as much? I very much agree. And I, I, that was another thing about, you know, not doing a five-part and having one whole part be the goodbye party is, would it just have been a parade of that? Like, you mentioned you liked the Joe Finneman name drop, but we didn't actually have to hear from him. Now, I do think it's a little weird Everett and Leonard did not show up. Only because you have to think about it this way. They all found each other again in Odyssey, so... Well, maybe the... They're still supposed to be overseas, and the whole thing is right. They're moving in, like, a week or less. So that's probably why, to some extent, they said it was so quick. To, like, explain, like, well, this person couldn't come for this reason, also to make the stakes higher. Right. Yeah, so now let's talk about the uh, second and third acts of the episode, or as I like to call it, the Trail of Tears. Let's call it something else. The Long Path of Emotional Reflections. That's something Eugene would say, um... Yeah, it's better. Okay. So first, he gets his big goodbye scene with Wit, which, honestly, a very sweet scene. It's a very nice scene. I think it kind of caps off their relationship well, because it has always... Wit has always kind of been Eugene's mentor, even though they're probably intellectually a little more equal than him and Connie. Let's just be honest. Um, yeah. I liked that the final scene with Wit ended with him whistling for his keys, which is 
it, which I liked because it was a good way to do a callback without being weird about it. Now, granted, Eugene losing his keys has not been a thing for like 20 years, so. Yeah, it's it's a, it's certainly a callback. Right. So maybe it would have been, be- you know what, maybe it would have been better for like when he left, he said, I'm going to miss that bell. You know, the first thing he said to them was about. Yeah, that actually probably would have been better. You know, that scene ends and he has his goodbye scene with Connie, which the first one I thought was like, wow, that's a little underwhelming. He gives her a toaster oven and they leave. And I'm thinking, okay, now I've got to have the Jules and Buck scene. Da, 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 da. Because I don't think the the Jules and Buck scene almost ruins the episode. And we'll get back to that in a second. Um, Yeah. Then we get what I would consider less of Connie saying goodbye to Eugene and more Katie Lee saying goodbye to Will Ryan. Yeah, I I will agree with that. Like you can tell the emotion and but it's also like in the back of my head it is like this is Katie Lee about Will Ryan, which isn't bad. Absolutely because they did that podcast together. Um to me it was apparent the one with Connie said my best friend in the world is leaving, which okay, look. I know we don't show Connie hanging out with a lot of people in the show. Yeah. But suggesting Eugene as Connie's best friend was just an interesting decision. Well, yeah, it's it's probably true, but it's never really been framed like that. Like, they, you don't see them hang out as quote-unquote friends a lot, but you don't see Connie hang out with a lot of people as friends, necessarily. Right, but like, I, and this is, to be fair, a more recent years thing. We've seen her hang out with Penny more than Eugene. Yeah, so I would believe her saying that but it's interesting because they've never really tried to frame their relationship like that and that's why right i get i get it's more katie lee talking but it's not bad no i i agree i think it's a very it's very emotional emotional. yes and again i think this kind of builds on there's a lot of eugene callbacks that just have not mattered for years when he calls her connie like i know eugene calling connie miss kendall has always been kind of a thing but i feel like it was more of a thing in the early years of the show now, granted, Eugene and Connie just haven't had that many episodes together, so... Yeah, it it does seem... It's weird, because since the reboot... Reboot, you know, it's 2010, 2013, whatever it was. Um, it has been less Connie and Eugene dynamic. Right, and that's something I'll get back to in a second. So, and it also just occurred to me, where was Jillian? I know probably on another secret agent mission, but... Yeah... I mean, I guess she might not be that close to Eugene. So the reason I'm bringing that up is, one, you'd think Connie would maybe try to push Jillian for some FBI secrets to get Eugene to stay. But I'm I'm joking. But again, I feel like we have a lot of these episodes where Jillian's just not around, even though we're at Connie's house. Connie's in it all. And it doesn't matter. But this also brings up an interesting thought I had. Why isn't Renee in this episode? I think they already had a lot of voice actors. I... I fully agree, and it might be a, num- a contract contractual thing. Look, I know they're not probably going to frame it this way as much as I'm thinking they are, but, like, Renee is kind of coming in to be the smart, sciencey character now that Eugene's gone. And I just kind of yeah. wonder if, like, one scene between them, not even a passing of the torch, but just, like, an in-universe acknowledgement of that. Like, something's going wrong at Wits End during the party, and Renee fixes it because Eugene's too busy. Yeah, and I feel like it's hard because they don't want to, like, quelch... I don't know if that's the word, Quelch. Um, the, oh, God is calling me here very plainly by having Eugene be worried about, like, leaving Witsend and leaving Odyssey and seeing there's, and you could have had something where he sees there's people there to pick up the slack. 
Right, I think that would have... I don't want to say that would have helped, but... And I know that kind of suddenly turns into everybody's replaceable, but I think that could also turn to, like, this message of, you know, Renee came to us recently, that was God putting the pieces in place. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, and we have not mentioned this, in the background of all this, Jules is trying to get from the airport to Odyssey and almost gets run over by Officer Burke, who recaps the party to Jules and, like, okay... I've got a thought. So let's go ahead and talk about this scene where I understand why they had to have this scene. I do kind of feel like this scene that implies there will always be phone calls and video calls kind of deflates the impact of Eugene leaving a little bit. In the sense that I get Connie's mad, upset because you won't be able to see Eugene in person every day, but they can call each other pretty easily. Like even more easily than they could have when the show first premiered. I fully get it. It's just, I felt like it deflated a little bit. And I was also kind of mad. Like we had these great emotional goodbyes to Eugene. Why are we ending on this Jules and Buck scene? And we'll get back to that in a second. So one, you know, Burke pulls them over and I kind of wish what had happened. And I told this to John, and this is why we should not be allowed in the Odyssey writer's room (laughs) is the officer comes to the window. Katrina says, Harlow Doyle. Eugene replies, no, Katrina, that's Officer Harley. And the officer just replies, actually, you're both right. Because that's a Will Ryan character, and I think that's just kind of a fun little conclusion to that whole thing. It would have been funny. I mean, you know what they really should have done is, so why did he get pulled over again in the episode? He ran a stop sign. He should have accidentally started rolling down the hill. He should have done the brake wrong or something. Implying Eugene still drives a stick shift? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Connie cut the brakes. I mean, I'm not... I, if you want to call back that, if you're going to have him pulled over anyway, that's like one of the most famous Eugene and Connie episodes. Exactly. And I, I think it's the one those two loved doing the most, so... Yeah. yeah. Or it could have been Officer Cliffy. That would have worked, too. Right, so here's what I will say. The scene between Buck and Jules is fine. I have no problems with it. I guess there's part of it that wish it either come earlier in the episode or... The episode, or maybe like the next time we see them, it's them having this conversation over the phone. Here's, I think, the problem, right? I think young fans care more about Jules and Buck than they do about Eugene. Well, that is probably true, because if you look at the comments on the club, and I don't really know who's posting those comments, they're like, why did they have Eugene leave? Why did they have Buck leave? So, like, yeah. yeah. Clearly, they don't know what's going on. I get why they don't want to really... Well, they mentioned it on the most recent episode of the podcast that Will Ryan I don't think those kids are are watching that stuff i think it's a lot of kids who watch this and then like their parents don't know they can post comments well that's very possible uh right like i don't think they know that stuff and i think they care more about buck and jules and that comes from that one post where it's like well like buck could always just stay in odyssey with like someone else and it's like that fundamentally misunderstands what the relationship with eugene and buck is going for like they care more about buck and jewels i i do totally agree and like i get it this eugene send-off episode is almost to some extent for the older fans yeah yeah because eugene to an extent has been such a non-entity the last five to ten years of odyssey it's understandable why the kids may picked up on it two years ago even if they have the club maybe don't feel this connection to it it's weird because it's almost for the older fans but almost for the writers and the actors the eugene part and it's like for the current fans it's the jewels and buck stuff right so and because here's what i'll be interested in seeing because we know one episode coming up is buck makes a new friend so is that just going to be buck and katrina and eugene's just off screen it might be honestly it's like 
I know Will Ryan said he wanted Eugene to continue. I hope they find a sound like I just don't want them to keep doing the voice cloning because you know that's what they're all striking about right now. So. Yeah, it it would feel bad. Also, I just want to say I'm on this Facebook group of Odyssey fans who hopefully none of them listen to this podcast or I might get booted from it. But apparently, uh, Odyssey was not affected by the strike. Although I'm pretty sure most of those voice actors are SAG, so we'll see what happens there. Well, I w- when you brought that up, I was wondering that. I mean, one. It might be a thing with radio dramas is different than like acting or even like TV voice acting for one. Two, maybe Odyssey just doesn't care. I don't, I can't imagine Focus on the Family is the most pro-union organization. Well, because I was going to say they're also a Christian company and like I know they're an independent company, but like The Chosen also got a green light to shoot their next season. So yeah, I, yeah. So this Jules and Buck scene ends, and I'm a little annoyed. It's like, we, we just had such kind of this emotional goodbye to Eugene that we have to end it with, oh, don't worry, Buck will be back. Just felt a little hollow. Buck will return and Buck's new friend. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of what it is, isn't it? And, like, I get it. As an adult, we we both kind of know Buck is probably coming back. Yeah. yeah. And the 8 the eight to 12-year-olds listening might not know that. So I was just like, okay, fine, we have this scene. I wish it had been earlier in the episode that we could end on the emotional stuff. Then we cut to the final 30 seconds, which is just brutal. Mr. Whitaker sobbing. Yeah, which, to be fair, pays off the whole Connie saying to Whit, why in the world are you so okay with this? And I actually think this could be a start of a good arc for Mr. Whitaker as well. Because, I agree. Because, like, I don't think Whit's had an arc ever on the show. Not more than, like, it's almost all, like, backstory stuff. Right. Or, like, he learned something from his backstory. So, like, you know, Jana always talked about how he was kind of distant. In the episode where it's Tom's birthday, Wit's acting kind of distant, and really, Connie has to really, like, pull it out of him. And Wit doesn't really start crying until Eugene leaves. And I'm not saying we necessarily need to have a, an arc about Wit learning to show his emotions better. But I think yeah. there's something there. I think there's something there, too. I feel like... And now I'm thinking of wit arcs. There's the whole, like, family thing, but that's, like, a weird... I mean, like, bring Jason and Jana in and see what they can do. Well, I feel like the last real... Remember that one where he's, like, spending Christmas alone? That's, like, the most, like, like I feel like emotional, like, introspective look into wits, like, life in a while. That's not, like, a fl- huge flashback. I would agree with that. Because it shows the good and bad, and it also ends with the unfortunate ending of him spending Christmas with Odyssey's most unfortunate character. Yeah. Look, I have no issues against what they tried to do with Lester, I just don't know if they did a good job with it. Here's the thing, I think it would be super interesting to, like, show Wit, and, like, Wit, like, show Wit's weakness of maybe not showing emotion, which is a thing with him. Like, that was almost the whole thing with Jason and and Jana and like uh Jerry dying yeah and you see because that's the thing Jana's always been kind of anti-wit Jason's always been not anti-wit but had more problems and Jason's always kind of been more willing to look past those and I just think there's a really interesting episode where maybe Jason has to come to grips with some of that leading to wit having to come to grips with some of it I, I don't know do it's just do I think Odyssey would do an episode about this like almost like the importance of showing emotion? Maybe not the importance of showing emotion. Like, I don't think it has to be an episode saying it's okay to cry. Like, I think a scene could have... I think, like, they could always say, like, 
Wick could have like said to Connie, Connie, I'm very upset about this too. And But sometimes you just have to plow forward. And maybe that's the hook? Yeah, like, it definitely feels like they're going for some hook. Because why not have him cry with Eugene? Right. You know? And like, I mean, I'm sure Andre Stoika is close to Will Ryan. Apparently they were very close. Like, Okay, so maybe it, that's it. It sounds like on the... So one, all of the people on Odyssey are veteran voice actors for the most part. So, yeah, like, yeah. they knew each other well before Odyssey. Like, if you listen okay, to the episode... Okay. Like, if you listen to the episode where Townsend Coleman talks about voicing Eugene, he tells several very touching Will Ryan stories. Okay. So, unless it's, like, they wanted Andre Stoika to have that opportunity, it, it it's an interesting choice otherwise. Right, and I, I was actually going to point that one thing out. Again, because Eugene has been a, less of a presence in the show since the reboot, it is a little bit, like... Andre Stoiko Witt and Eugene, to me, do not have as close of a relationship as, like, Hal Smith and Paul Herlinger Witt. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, that wouldn't matter if Andre Stoika sounded like the other two. I could at least suspend my disbelief long enough to... But, I mean, so maybe it's just they wanted uh, Katie Lee and Andre Stoika to, like, be able to have this emotional moment talking about Will Ryan in episode... But I do kind of hope it is something, because that is kind of a fault of wit that's kind of been in the background for years. Right, and I actually also think, like, how the, like, we could also bounce it off, like, how the Maury stuff was handled. Yeah, exactly. Right, like, I think there's, I I think it's interesting, maybe they never want to do that, because they want wit in the eyes of the kids to remain this perfect character, but that could just be me. Yeah, that's kind of the issue. You don't want to show, like, oh, Wit's totally wrong. And, like, but I feel like if they did a an arc with Wit, it would be more than just one episode. Right. Now, the other thing I do want to point out, and I don't want to get into why people are leaving the church, um, I do wonder if showing Wit had some faults would help kids realize, hey, those people you look up to at church are not perfect just because they're older than you. It's true. No, I'm not I, I also want to be that. clear. I think there's a big difference between what wit has done and what some of these people at churches do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying there's, you know, yeah, there, there's something there. It is, it would tread a fine line though, because it is like touching on some stuff people don't agree with. Like it's going about like men should be like strong and like hold in their emotions. Exactly. And it's like treading a fine line that I don't know if Focus on the Family wants to do. I mean, like, you could do a real interesting episode with Wit about that kind of stuff, but I don't know if they would. Well, it, I mean, that'd be interesting. But again, it's just like stuff where I'm like, are they gonna go down that route? But what legacy character do they bring in as Wit's better help counselor? <laughs> no, it would be faithful going? counseling. What am I saying? Um... Yeah. Hmm, what legacy child would that be? Um, Who knows? I don't know. Probably Liz. Liz? You know, one of Mandy's friends. Oh. She's in That'd the comic. Be... She's in the free comic for September. That's why she was on my mind. Well, I think we've probably talked this episode down. Yeah. So I guess at the end, how do you feel everything was handled? I think things were handled well overall. I think it's hard, right? Because his death s- suddenly kind of happened. Right, so it sounds like he was sick for a little bit, but it got really bad really fast. Yeah, and so they didn't necessarily have a lot of room to do some of this stuff. Like, 
you kind of have to set up why he's leaving. Also address like the Buck and Jules issue. Have a goodbye. Tie in the biblical story or like you know like theme. And so I think they did well for the four episodes they had and knowing the situation. I think the only egregious thing is just plastering Bernard. <laughs> I kind of agree. Where, like, I think they handled everything well. I think it's emotional. I think they hit really good beats. I think the poem's quite good. You know, I think that they wanted to. They could have done six episodes, but then I might have said it would have dragged out. That that was kind of my thing. Like, I think four is good any longer, and it would have felt like they had to start filling. Yeah, so I think it's a good episode. I just think, yeah, I think the Bernard thing is just, like, because it's so, if it wasn't written to be a surprise. I, I agree. I do agree. If he had and just like, showed up. Yeah. And, like, to me, that's really one of the few faults I have with the episode. That and, like, they squeezed in what was clearly supposed to be, like, a Buck and Jules two-parter into the middle there to, uh... But even then, yeah. that's not bad. But what I like about it is it's a goodbye episode that, like, lets you have some sad moments, but never feels like it's dripping in its own nostalgia and callbacks. Because, like, I remember I actually mentioned at one point, what if the final scene is Eugene playing Have You Ever Been to Odyssey on the ukulele at the party? And yeah. I think in retrospect, that would have been too much. Yeah. I guess the big question is, well, one, do you think they're going to bring back Eugene? I think at so some like, point he is coming back. I kind of agree. I think if Will Ryan really said, but it's hard, right? Because it's like a hard thing because you have to find someone that captures that spirit, probably. Right. Will Ryan says he wants Eugene to continue. And I think you're right. Like, it's like with Andre Stoika. The voice doesn't match, but everyone's like, he recaptures the spirit of it. And they, what they'll do is they'll do an Odyssey podcast episode and bring on Katie Lee to tell you how great this new Eugene voice is. But yeah, for it those of you good. older fans or younger fans or fans who don't really follow the meta of the show, in 2010, when they replaced Paul Herlinger with Andre Stoika, they introduced him on the podcast and did like two minutes of Katie Lee hyping him up. Yeah, because I think they knew he, he does. I think, you know, he's grown on me. And I think he does capture the spirit. But it doesn't sound like wit. Like right, the now, wit. Right. Now, maybe if we were listening to the show when the Howlsmith-Paul Herlinger switchover happened, we would have felt the same way. Like, oh, that doesn't sound right. But, like, eh. eh I don't really know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that wraps it up. Album 76 is around the corner. You'll probably hear our news roundup after this. So, I'm Will. I'm John.